0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: We're talking about NFTs today, non-fungible tokens. And talk about off-the-hook major gains. The NFT space has been on fire. And this suggestion comes from the Jillian List. You've probably heard me talk about the Jillian List in the past. Jillian is one of our producers, and she's a newbie to investing in crypto and NFTs. And because she is new to this, I often ask her, what are topics that would interest you? And right at the top of the list is, what is an NFT? And that's what we're talking about today. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Gains. All right, let's bring on Adam Hollander, founder of Hungry Wolves NFT and the digital world White Sands. And then there's two websites, uh, HungryWolves.com, that's for the Hungry Wolves NFT, and then Whitesands.game, and that's for the White Sands Metaverse. Adam, great to have you on the Gains podcast. How you doing, man? I am
1: doing stellar. Thanks for having me.
2: Let's start the conversation on NFTs. The GAINS listeners, a lot of us trade, buy and sell crypto. Maybe some of us have played in NFTs. Uh, A lot of us are degenerate risk takers. We've been in the meme (laughs) stocks. Are you a degenerate risk taker as well, Adam?
1: Of course I am. Yeah, my man.
2: All right. Um, So this is kind of the area that, uh, you know, is the sweet spot for the GAINS listeners. Um, But there's, Various levels of knowledge. So let's just get into the basics. Uh, the 101. And, I, you know, a lot of us are familiar with cryptocurrencies, which uses blockchain technology. NFTs, non fungible tokens, are very similar, but there is a difference. So uh, I think to start the conversation off first, uh, Adam, explain what an NFT is and how it is different. Than the cryptocurrencies that we trade from Ethereum to Doge to Sheeb and so forth. Um, So just start there, Adam, what is an NFT? And, um, you know, it it uses blockchain technology. And how does that differ from crypto?
1: Sure. So imagine that you walk into a museum and you see a painting that's up on the wall. Now, you could take a photo of that painting with your phone. You could go to the gift shop. You could buy a print but neither would be worth very much. The reason that the painting that's up on the wall is worth what it is is because it's the original, and you can prove that it's the original. Now, when it comes to digital assets, whether that's a photo or an image or a video or a music file, it's traditionally been very difficult to discern the difference between an original created piece of work and a copy of it. You can right-click, copy-paste any digital file. You can email it out. You can send it out millions of times across the internet, and they're indiscernible from the original. That's made it very difficult to value digital assets because they're so easily copyable. An NFT, very simply, solves all of that. It's infallible proof of ownership over a digital asset that sits on the blockchain. What this means is that you can now create a digital asset whether you're you know, an artist or a company or anybody, and you can then send it or sell it to someone else, and they will forever be able to prove that the asset that they are holding is in fact the original authentic one that came from you, and maybe that's a one-of-one one asset that you created. Maybe it's a collection of 10,000, and each one are individually numbered. But the bottom line is that I now can prove that I am holding the asset that came from the original creator, and that mine is a token that sits inside of that collection. That has potential impact for a variety of different markets where it might be important for you to be able to prove that you are the authentic owner of any kind of digital asset.
2: Especially, and, and you mentioned this uh, you know, on the onset, especially since you know, things are shared and, 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 and copied, Across the internet and and, in and metaverse, and this is this you know an NFT is essentially a smart contract contract attached to this particular either image or photograph. So it's it's a right of ownership, and it's and and it can be verified through the blockchain. So um, I I think some of the folks would say, okay, well, cryptocurrencies use blockchain technology. And you even mentioned here that, you know, you can either have one, you know, an NFT uh, or a series. How is it different? Just explain the difference between an NFT and like a cryptocurrency, like Ethereum or Doge or Bitcoin or any of the other ones.
1: Yeah, so take Ethereum as an example. So Ethereum is a token. And so if I own one Ethereum and you own one Ethereum, then there's no difference between my Ethereum and your Ethereum. It's a currency.
2: Interchangeable for- for,
1: Interchangeable, fungible. For each token, right, fungible, right. (laughs) Now, when you talk about something that's non-fungible, not copyable, then what we're really talking about here is something that sits on the blockchain. But what an NFT really is at its core is just a token ID that sits inside of a contract on the blockchain. And so there's, to your point, a smart contract that is deployed that has a unique address. That contract allows a certain number of individual specific tokens that can be minted or created against it. And then you can send those out and people can prove ownership. And so you take you know, one of the most popular NFT collections right now, Bored Ape Yacht Club. There are 10,000 Board Apes. And each one of them is an image of a cartoon ape with a variety of different randomized traits. And so some have leather jackets, others have laser eyes, some have brown fur, gray fur, blue fur, different background colors, etc., etc. And the combinations of those traits make some more rare than others and therefore more valuable than others. Now, there are 10,000 board apes inside of that particular smart contract. There will never be more than 10,000. It's capped off in the contract and it's provable.
2: It, real and quick real quick question holding... adam it sure. was just a real quick question for for that particular example okay so there are so in that blockchain prod or uh, project there are 10000 separate nfts each representing a different image in that case correct okay yes. and there's only one token for each image correct
1: correct okay. each token id is then associated permanently with that image
2: and, okay, so I just wanted to kind of establish that. So, because a lot of people here, that's a, a really famous example you just cited. And a lot of people then say, well, what is that? So there's 10,000 different apes in that particular collection. And each mm-hmm. one of them, there's an, a non-fungible token for each one of those images. All right, kind of pick up why that's important, why that's significant, why you'd want to own a, uh, you know, a picture of an ape with laser beams coming out of its eyes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, explain, so, yeah. so, so there's, you know, we understand that a collection and each token represents each individual, and when you own that NFT, you're the only one who owns the rights to that particular image, and you, and there's 10,000, so kind of just kind of uh, pick it up there.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about why would you want to own an NFT at all? Okay? Yeah. Why would you want a digital image that has a token ID that's sitting on the blockchain that you can prove is yours? And so there's a variety of different answers to that question. Now, some of these are being invested in purely speculatively. And so people release a collection of a very limited number of assets, and then people buy them thinking that because of their rarity or their scarcity, that maybe somebody else will pay more money for it the following day, the following week, and they invest on that basis. Now, I would tell you that I'm not a big fan of That aspect of NFTs. Um, Not to say that I don't buy NFTs as investments because I will believe that they're going to be worth more money, but I don't believe they're going to be worth more money purely based on the idea that other people will assume that they're worth more money. What I care about more are the utilities of the NFTs themselves. An NFT in cases of real projects represents membership into a community. And so, for example, if you were to purchase a board ape and you were to tweet about it, I can pretty much guarantee you that you're going to get thousands of new followers, hundreds of comments with people super excited about the fact that you aped into the club. You're going to then go into the Discord and you're going to have thousands of other people that are going to be excited to welcome you into that particular community. I was at a party last night, and I bumped into someone that also owned a board 8 and we got to talking. turns out that he just sold a company and made a lot of money, and he's starting a new project. And he was learning about the things that I'm working on, and we were networking. The number of opportunities that I've had by actually speaking to other people that own NFTs in that collection are numerous at this point. The other thing is that the founders of the project – think of it more like a company – Bestow utility onto the owners of the NFT. And so it all started in the very, very beginning of that NFT collection where there was just a website you could log into and it was called The Bathroom and you could change the color of pixels up on a wall and create images that other people could see in a public setting. Now you might say, well, you know, that's not particularly attractive utility. Why would I care about doing that? But it was just to prove the concept that by owning an NFT, you could do something that you can't do if you don't have that NFT in your wallet. Since then, that project has created a variety of other collections that have turned out to be, in many cases, extremely valuable. Some sell for tens, if not hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, and they bestow those NFTs directly into the wallets of those that own the original apes. They held a physical event called Ape Fest in New York City where they had Chris Rock do a comedy set. They had the Strokes headline. The only way to get into the club was to own the NFT. There's a variety of different ways that projects create utility for the NFTs that they've created and the folks that are holding them. You look at my project, Hungry Wolves is just an example. So Hungry Wolves is a gamified project. And so by owning your wolf, which is very similar, at least in concept, to a board Ape, it's a generative um, 3D wolf, one of 6,000 inside the collection. But once you own it, you can enter our website, and then there are game features. So you can join a wolf pack, which is like a guild or a clan and other games, and then you can communicate and strategize with your pack mates. We airdrop what we call scrumptious sheep and little lambs into the wallets of the wolves every month on the full moon in real life. You can eat those sheep and lambs to earn dominance, and then you can use that dominance to challenge other wolves in the context of the game as well as even to upgrade traits over time to change the visual appearance of your NFT. And so there's a variety of ways that you can attach legitimate utility to holding an NFT. And so for me, what I've learned over the last – year or so that I've dove so deep into this world is that you can buy an NFT speculatively because you think you'll make more money. You can do that. Consider it a very risky gamble. um, And I call it a gamble much more than I would call it an investment. You can buy in for the community because you want to connect with other like-minded people that are excited about a similar project. And then you can use that as a platform to connect and generate value based on the membership that it awards you or you can focus on the actual utility of the NFT as promised by the folks that are building and running these collections and treating them like companies with things like game mechanics or other value in real life or digitally uh, in terms of your crypto wallets, physical events, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. You know, you're gone through a lot of these things here. Okay. Uh, First of all, I just want to throw in a little uh, point here. If you know about NFTs, you're active, you talk about the community. Uh, hey, for you folks, you single folks out there, you're attractive to other people. You're more attractive <laughs> to other people if you know about cryptocurrencies, NFTs, if you actively trade. Just a little sidebar, but hey, it's it's worth a mention. Uh, people certainly think you're cooler. Um, but but the, all kidding aside, I think a lot of people, you know, think about NFTs as just these picks, like these bored apes. You mentioned your wolf pack. But as you've explained it here, boy, you can take this in a lot of different directions. It can mean being part of a, a group. Uh, it can mean something. I was thinking if you um, maybe you use this as, say, the image that you use is turned into a T-shirt or monetized in some way. Because you have well, let, ownership. let me actually give you
1: an example that yeah. I think will appeal to, you know, the gamers out there and put this into real context of, of the magnitude that this could turn into. Okay. So let, let's say you're playing a video game on your Xbox, and you, you know, go through some quest or you do some really difficult thing, and maybe you get, you know, a helmet or a sword or whatever it is, and it goes into your inventory, and you're really psyched that you got it and you're proud that you have it. But then let's say that you decide a month later you don't want to play that video game anymore. And so then you don't turn it on. That means that the thing that you worked so hard for is now stuck inside the bounds of that particular game. But take a step back and imagine if when you earned that helmet or that sword, if it awarded an NFT into your wallet, well, then you could potentially go and launch a completely different game and have utility over the way that that item is utilized inside of that game. And so, the metaverse that i 'm building, white sands, imagine that you know this is a by the way, an interconnected network of ten thousand very, very vast worlds that developers are building on and we 're creating master plan communities and otherwise. but you know you 're going to be able to using what 's called world token, which is a currency like ethereum but it 's an um, ERC20 token on the ethereum network you 'll be able to go into a world and Fight a dragon to save a princess from a castle, and maybe you earn some world token for doing that. Then you walk through a portal, and maybe you use the world token to go and play a round of golf. And then while you play that round of golf, maybe you get a hole-in-one on the 17th hole, and you earn world token as a result from doing that. And then you decide that you're going to answer through another portal and you go into a virtual D M V to customize a license plate on a vehicle that, you know, you bought with World Token the previous day, and you drive that into your garage into a master plan beautiful home that you invite your friends over to listen to music or play poker or otherwise. This is a vast digital metaverse. And what's underpinning all of it, the building blocks for it, are NFTs. And so that house that you own is an NFT. It proves that you own the land at those coordinates, and it allows you to customize, and it allows you to build. Basically, so basically
2: a right of ownership um, in the metaverse.
1: it's It's a right of ownership in the metaverse that you can take with you. And so we have the ability inside of our piece of this metaverse where we could say, you know what, if you own a board ape, we're going to do something cool for you inside of our world. Here's an entire part of the map that you can enter that nobody else can. Oh, that's interesting.
2: That's interesting. We might
1: say that if you have a bored ape inside of this world, that your avatar changes to look like your ape. We might say that if you have a bored ape, that you get other benefits in terms of you know, health or stamina inside of other kinds of games. And so imagine if when you got that helmet or sword in my original example, if there was a list of 20 other games that had made the decision that if you own that thing that you can only earn in this one way, that it has additional utility in all of these other ways inside of whatever it is that they're building. The NFT is how you control ownership over the things that you actually earn in the context of this example that I'm giving. And because it's on the blockchain and because it's owned in your wallet, not inside the confines of the four walls of the original video game, it opens up tremendous integrated possibilities for the way that you might get additional utility from that over time. And gaming is just, of course, one example. You know, we've talked a bit about collectibles. We've talked about art. We've talked about gaming. But, you know, NFTs have implications in terms of real estate, in terms of medical records. There's all sorts of ways that it's going to be very important for you to prove ownership over a digital asset in a way that can be authenticated. And that, to me, is the power of why this is just such an important milestone in you know our journey from you know whether you call it the internet or the way that we socialize or otherwise.
2: We're gonna go take a break really quick here. When we get back, I'd like to specifically talk hungry wolves and white sands and I want to talk about the two projects you're working on. We've kind of established the basics here and I mean as we're talking, the amount of utilities that can be done is just, you know, it, it, there's no end to, to all the options and, and, and where you could take, you know, this technology. But, hey, real quick, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We drop gains episodes on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. And we'll be right back with Adam Hollander, founder of Hungry Wolves NFT, the website HungryWolves.com, and then also the virtual world White Sands and the website Whitesands.game. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. If you enjoy learning about Chicago and its communities, culture, and people, you will love Shades of the City. It's a new podcast from News Radio, WBBM, and Odyssey, hosted by me, Lauren Brown, where I pass the mic to the people and allow them to tell their stories their way. Subscribe now on the Odyssey app or Apple Podcasts, and stay tuned every other Friday starting March 11th for new episodes.
2: All right, we're back with Adam Hollander. Founder of Hungry Wolves NFT, uh, the website HungryWolves.com. Also uh, founder and creator of uh, the White Sands Metaverse, uh, the website Whitesands.game. You know, it's plug time, Adam. Any other plugs uh, that you can give the GAINS listener, uh, websites, anything you want to plug right now, uh, share with our audience? (laughs)
1: No, I think you did a great job in terms of uh, sending folks to the right places. Uh, both of those projects have Discord communities, which you can access from the website, and that's definitely the best way to learn about them and uh, really understand you know, the mindset of the other people that are involved in the project.
2: So we were talking about Bored Ape uh, NFTs kind of in the first part of our conversation, but yours is Hungry Wolves, and, and the website, check this out, hungrywolves.com. So let's talk about your project specifically. Hungry Wolves, um, explain what that is. Uh, People who are familiar with the Bored Apes and that collection of 10,000, you have a collection of Hungry Wolves, and there's a gaming component as well. So let's just start with Hungry Wolves. Uh, Explain that, Adam.
1: Yeah, happy to. So Hungry Wolves is a generative collection of 6,000 unique NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain. Each one of the token IDs is associated with a unique hungry wolf, which are 3D uh, generated images that are all unique from one another based on dozens of different traits, millions of potential combinations, and therefore associated rarity. And so certain wolves have different fur colors or eye types or clothing on or backgrounds or items that they're holding or interacting with. And so some of those traits are very rare and some are very common. And if you roll the dice enough times and you get one with several rare traits, then it becomes very rare in the context of the overarching collection. Uh, 3,000 of the wolves are what are called alphas. 3,000 are betas. And the utility of that collection, beyond the fact that it just has an incredibly welcoming, amazing community that I believe is a very, very uh, good place to start as far as somebody's NFT journey, is the fact that they act as your game piece in an ecosystem that we've created. And so you can then take your Hungry Wolf, connect your Ethereum wallet in a website that we've built, hungrywolves.com, and from there, you can enter the Wolf's Den. Which allows you to join a wolf pack, and that's based on the traits of your wolf. And so, if you have certain traits, you might be eligible to join the party pack or the dark pack. Or oh, you know, so this is this is so. kind of
2: where these unique, uh, you know, different traits come in because it might give mm-hmm. you different access. I'm I'm looking at one right now that kind of looks like the zombie wolf. You'd see its brain, its <laughs> rib cage. Might
1: join Dark Pack. If he was wearing a party hat, maybe he could join the Party Pack. Oh, and so, oh, and, and so some dark. of these
2: features, that's why some of them are a little more unique than, than others, um, is because of some of these different features. Go ahead, continue.
1: Yeah, so yeah. W- once you join one of these 10 Wolf Packs, which acts like a guild or a clan in a uh, traditional game sense, then it opens up a Discord channel where you can communicate and strategize with your fellow pack mates and from there we airdrop you that means that we give you new nfts in your wallet once a month every full moon what we call scrumptious sheep and little lambs which are unique nfts in their own right they have different rarity associated with them so some months you might get a you know mythical scrumptious sheep and other months you might get a common scrumptious sheep how how many sheep thing-
2: are there like uh, how how many like when you mentioned so you have all these wolves and you're giving all these wolves Uh, sheep. And you said each individual one that is delved out to each each... wolf
1: gets a sheep or a lamb every single month. And it's completely different. Every month there are six thousand new ones created. But at the same time, then it goes in the other direction because the collection is called hungry wolves for a reason. The wolves like to eat. And so in our wolf's den, you can go in and you can eat and consume the sheep NFTs. If you do that, they disappear out of your wallet. And what happens in lieu of that is that you earn what's called dominance. Dominance is, you know, for all intents and purposes, a, a score or a um, stored currency, and if your wallet has a certain amount of dominance in it, then you can do things with that. And so we're building features right now that are going to allow you to use that dominance in a store-like atmosphere so that you can change and upgrade the visual traits of your wolf. And so maybe it has a regular party hat, but you want it to have a diamond party hat. <laughs> then you'll be able to do that, and the, the visual image of your wolf will actually evolve and change over time based on your participation in the game. Can you, can you uh,
2: hold doctors. off from eating your sheep and, and, and sell it to another
1: uh, wolf? You, you definitely can sell sheep, and there's a secondary market for those. And there are reasons okay. why you might decide that you want to earn dominance more quickly and pick up sheep on the secondary. There are reasons why you might want them at certain times because we are launching wolf pack competitions, which allow you to determine in conjunction with the other members of your pack how much dominance can you earn in very specific periods of time. That then gives you extra value in the context of the game. You can challenge other wolves for dominance. And so if you put up a certain amount and they put up a certain amount, then you can battle and you might earn dominance in that way or even steal the metadata trait of alpha from them if you're a beta wolf and then become an alpha and get other benefits. And so this is a very interactive, community-driven, competitive game that we've built that uses Ethereum NFTs as its foundation. And so you have one of these, and of course you, know, you can use it as your profile image on Twitter, and lots and lots of people do, and they you know, associate it with their digital identity. There's a community of people that you can talk to and interact with, but there's also a game that sits behind it, and the only way to play and participate is to own one. Um, I will also note, though, that we just released a second collection that's connected to Hungry Wolves called Runts, which are baby wolves, and these are completely free to mint. And so unlike the Hungry Wolves, which minted for, you know, several hundred dollars USD, of course, the equivalent of Ethereum, um, and right now on the secondary market also costs hundreds of dollars for anybody willing to sell one, you also can start down the path of joining this community and even participating in some of the game mechanics by minting a runt completely free. This is another generative collection, very similar in terms of 3D quality and generative traits and rarity and everything I mentioned. The big difference, though, is that it's what we call an infinity mint, and it's never going to end. And so it doesn't have the associated scarcity and therefore probably even the associated monetary value on the back end. But it does allow you to mint an NFT that you consider to be your own it allows you to join the discord the community wolf packs and we consider it more like a free-to-play layer into the ecosystem that we've built that gives people the ability to mint an nft and experience what this whole ecosystem is like with a very low barrier
2: we're okay so adam real quick my question for you is where is the game occurring? I mean, so you're buying the NFTs that will give you access to the game, and we've talked about some of the uh, you know, aspects of this. Where is the actual game that you're using the NFTs? Where is that set?
1: So we have a web app that we've built okay. where you can interact with that through any web browser and that's where you participate in a lot of the kinds Did, of where where
2: where, where do we find that it,
1: it, it, it Just hungrywolves.com it'll link oh. you to all the, uh, the Okay so items.
2: you can you can have access to the game and everything through hungrywolves.com okay the other thing is uh we've talked about um you know there's marketplaces i you know i, go, I can go to various places to buy my crypto that's what you know that's my thing you know as as i'm buying sheb and uniswaps and other crypto, I there's multiple platforms that I can buy them. I can put them into wallets. Um, is that the same with hungry wolves? How where where do you once you buy the hungry wolf wolves NFT? Where does that sit? Does it sit on a wallet like crypto? How's that all work? Explain that.
1: Sure. Um, So when Hungry Wolves launched, it was a mint, and you could go to a minting website and connect your Ethereum wallet, and then you could mint the tokens directly into that wallet. Given that that collection is completely sold out, the only way to acquire a hungry wolf now is on what's called secondary, which means you're <laughs> buying it from another person that originally created one um, and minted it to their wallet, and now wants to sell it. I see. Okay, uh, so so
2: really, initially, an, so initially you had what was it? It's a six thousand wolves that that Correct. you didn't mint them; the users minted them with their Correct. Ethereum. Okay, but those have all been minted now. And so all of those wolves you said are now being traded exclusively on the the secondary market. So you, when you have now yeah. at this point, you can't mint anymore because all the wolves have been minted. You, so You can't
1: mint a hungry wolf, but you can mint a hungry runts, which right. is the free to mint collection right. that I mentioned uh, from the same website. And but if you, if you want, want the wolf, which is yeah. definitely the primary token, you'd go to OpenSea.io or a similar marketplace. You'd look up the hungry wolves collection, and then you can see what people are willing to sell them for at any moment.
2: So we've, you know, we heard that Coinbase is getting in on this. Uh, that's a a, a a platform. A lot of folks use crypto already. Um, you you mentioned OpenSea. What what? So uh, just explain that real quick. Uh, these are a uh, third yeah. party well, platforms. OpenSea is yeah.
1: essentially, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, the eBay of NFTs currently. And so the biggest one too, right, 000.
2: Adam? It's it's this Say is by again? this is OpenSea is the is the big daddy in the space right now.
1: Right now, it's the site that's used more uh, often than any other by a large margin. Okay. There's about 400,000 people that uh, log into OpenSea every single month. And explain now. Coinbase has 68 million monthly active users, quite a bit more than 400,000. So when Coinbase launches its NFT marketplace, which will be a direct OpenSea competitor, then it's not crazy to think that we're probably going to see um, a pretty large influx of people at least interested in understanding NFTs and maybe investing in them because they already have a UI with crypto in it. That now they can click one additional button and start looking through and buying NFTs. And it's, so that's something I'm personally uh, very excited about.
2: It's interesting. You, you mentioned that because I saw the exact same thing with Doge. Once it hit Robinhood, and got into hands, and you know, hit hit some of these other platforms. That's when Doge really took off. People started finding out about it. You and I talked mm-hmm. off air about this. I think uh, oh, I had you on the Noon Business Hour a couple weeks ago, and we were mentioning how can you you know it's a, a relatively small user base right now when you think out of the whole scheme of things. You start mm-hmm. opening this to Coinbase, some of these other. Just think of. Uh, the, the amount of additional people who will have access to the game, so to speak?
1: Well, I, I would take it even a step further. And so, you know, OpenSea has 400,000, Coinbase has 68 million. You have GameStop as an example that has also said they're going to be opening up an NFT marketplace, and virtually every gamer on the, in the world understands, you know, the brand of GameStop. But where this really takes off is when you start thinking about a metaverse because there will inevitably be billions of people participating in the metaverse. There will be a digital landscape where you can play and learn and interact and conduct commerce and work and do all sorts of things that you do in the real world, but in a digital one. And it's not as far away as people think. Uh, My white sands project is launching next month and we have built a miraculously beautiful digital world where you can own digital real estate and master planned communities. We're building experiences. We're connecting to thousands of other interactive experiences that are being built by other developers. And this whole concept from like ready player one of, you know, Going into the Oasis and deciding how you want to spend your time and, you know, having a connected economy and the ability to interact with people and be able to do it on any device, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, your computer, your Oculus, whatever it is. This is all almost here. Is here.
2: And... One real quick question about White Sands. <laughs> is that something similar? A lot of us are familiar with like Decentraland and we use Mana. As their, that's the, a, the that's a really,
1: really good comparative example. So White yeah. Sands is built on a platform called NFT Worlds. And for a variety of reasons, uh, I am far, far more bullish on using NFT Worlds as a technology foundation than I would Decentraland. And the reason is because NFT Worlds is built on the Minecraft engine. And that means that there's 140 million players that already understand how to build and create experiences. It can be used on any device, whether that's your console, like an Xbox, PlayStation, your virtual reality headset, your computer, your phone. And so making it that accessible is a very, very important step. But the other piece to it is that because there's a token that sits underneath the ecosystem, very similar to Meta, it means that these 10,000 worlds that individual developers can now build their experiences on and create massive, massive um, games and other types of content, they can all be interconnected together, mm-hmm. not just by the NFTs that you own, but by the economy and the token that sits underneath mm-hmm. them. And so that well, then, just a real quick question there, done. Adam,
2: Adam, oh, real sure. quick Go on ahead. this. Um, so you're saying that all the worlds built on this particular this platform you're talking about, can, like components can be transferred throughout the world. Is it all interconnected then?
1: It's all interconnected. Wow. So a single NFC world, by the way, you could fit Decentraland into a single world. OK. And so. There are 10,000 of these worlds. They're almost infinitely large in terms of their geographic presence. And so what this means is that any developer can purchase an NFT world. They can create a massive experience with tremendous complexity They can then build portals and gates to the other 9,999 worlds being built by other developers with a standardized economic token that moves between them. And as I mentioned earlier, the ability for those worlds to partner with one another to create utility for items that you might earn in one.
2: What's the crypto that's used in that? I'm just curious.
1: It's an an uh, Ethereum-based token called World Token, WRLD.
2: WRLD. OK, I'm going to put that on my uh, list. OK, sorry to
1: interrupt. I, you. go I ahead. think you'd uh, you'd be very uh, happy that you did. I, I'm very bullish on a variety of reasons why I think this is the right technology platform to build an accessible metaverse. So and WRLD is like man, the mana
2: is WRLD is the token for this particular platform, much like mana is the broad token for Decentraland. You got it. Okay, okay. All right, go ahead and continue. Sorry.
1: That's okay. What I was going to say is that, you know, for me, I'd never played Minecraft before. I always thought it was this 8-bit, you know, kind of blocky, you know, UI and ecosystem. What I didn't understand is that with the right mods, the right shaders, the right texture packs – you can create amazing looking things using the Minecraft engine. And I would encourage anybody that's listening to go to whitesands.game and take a look at what we've created using the Minecraft engine. You will not believe that these master-planned homes and this world that we've built was created using Minecraft tools. But one, one other question about your
2: real world real quick, Adam, um, sure. as far as – because I just kind of want to tie a lot of this together. So we, we talked about how it has an underlying currency – all these worlds are being uh, developed and then they're interconnected in your your world. White sands at just like Decentraland, you can buy real estate. How many plots are in your world? And, and explain that real quick.
1: So right now, there are three thousand plots of land that went for sale yesterday. Uh, they are almost sold out and they will very likely be sold out by the time. <laughs> this. Can I buy a casino is- in
2: your world? Can I be the house and buy a casino <laughs> in your world? That's always kind no, of no attracted
1: uh, on the casinos just yet. But, <laughs> okay. um, we're, we're building master planned homes that um, are very different from an open plot of land, which means that the moment you move in, you have this beautiful, amazing, luxurious mansion-like villa sitting up on clifftops that you can customize in ways that um, are very different from nice. what you might buy in, say, a decentralized. Right. So I would encourage anybody to go to the website whitesands.game and check out the quality of what we're building and delivering. And uh, you can read the white paper. There's a roadmap of um, all the collections that we're building, the experiences that we're creating, the other projects that we're going to be connecting to and partnering with, but this will inevitably be a real, open, interconnected metaverse that you can access from virtually any device using a UI that 140 million people are already used to. And for me, that's far more exciting than when I look at something like Decentraland and think about, is the average person in the world really going to be excited to log into this? Very interesting.
2: Um, You know, I know we've covered a lot of ground here. Um, so as we're kind of wrapping up today's GAINS podcast, I'm going to have to have you on again because there's a, a million different areas we could take this. Um, so I think for the GAINS listeners, because you got our beak swept you know, we're, you know, a lot of us are already, you know, own Ethereum, uh, Bitcoin, these other tokens. Maybe we've played with NFTs You've and, and we're familiar with the central land and the currency mana behind it. And, you know, we're familiar with a lot of these things. But let's, uh, as we're wrapping today's podcast up, talk about getting involved right away, buying Hungry Wolves, going to the website hungrywolves.com, buying Hungry Wolves, um, uh, you know, buying them on the secondary market, talking about how you've gamified. Uh, these hungry wolves tokens and how they all uh relate to your world, White Sands dot game. Kind of wrap it all in in a little package, so um we can. I, I know <laughs> it's you know we're we're covering a lot of ground, but just I want to get people like let's get involved, Yane's listeners, let's get involved right uh, right away. Let's kind of test this out. Let's uh play around with this. So Adam, give us you know, in the next in the next couple of minutes here, just everything we know, need to know, the websites, everything. Kind of wrap it up for us.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, well, you know, first of all, I'll put an asterisk on all of this, which is that you should never buy an NFT or get involved in a project just because somebody tells you to. You should go and do your own research. And so all these projects have their own white papers, their own community that you can interact with and ask questions. And so I would encourage you Um, Of course, I would say that I'm bullish about my own projects and I'm excited about them, but go and join the Discord. You know, the Hungry Wolves Discord has thousands and thousands of people that are incredibly bullish and excited about the project, and they'll give you the reasons why, and then you can make your own decisions. Um, Tactically, if you want to buy one, um, you can go to HungryWolves.com to learn about the project, read the white paper, access the Discord, everything else. If you want to buy a Hungry Wolf, you'd have to go to OpenSea.io, you search Hungry Wolves. You find the collection of 6,000 wolves. You can then sort by different traits and find a visually the one that you like, and then you can purchase it with Ethereum. Once it's in your wallet, you can go back to our wolf den on the website, and then you can choose your wolf pack, et cetera, et cetera. You also can go to Runtz, R-U-N-T-Z, com, and you can learn about the Freedom Mint collection that I mentioned of the kind of scrappy baby wolves that you can mint for free right now. And you can access the minting site there. The only thing you're going to be asked is to pay the gas fee on the Ethereum network. And so, you know, for 10 bucks, 15 bucks, then you can have a runce in your wallet, and then you can immediately join the community, start interacting, asking questions, and uh, figure out if this is something that you really want to invest in further. Um, As far as White Sands goes, um, that's a very limited release. Uh, We had 27,000 people join our Discord over the last 10 days since we announced the project. Uh, there was a whitelist to purchase the initial land plots, and uh, that will run through later this evening. I do expect that the initial plots will sell out, and so the only way to find that would be on the secondary market. But you can go to OpenSea, search for white sands. You'll find what we call a parcel pass. There's 3,000 of them. You can purchase them on the secondary market. Um, but, again, would encourage you to jump into the Discord, read the white paper, learn about the project, and then you can decide if it's something that you'd be excited to get involved with. Uh, but, of course, I'm very excited about the opportunities there. And there will be crossover. There will be opportunities when you're in the White Sands metaverse to gain additional unique value if you're holding a hungry wolf or even other tokens from other uh, collections that me and my co-founder, uh, Blockchain Brown, have respect for.
2: Well, we're definitely going to have to check all this out. Uh, let me just uh, – a couple of real quick questions as we're wrapping up here, Adam. Um, what got you into all of this? <laughs>
1: So it's funny you mentioned Decentraland. Um, I read an article about the metaverse. I thought it was a cool concept to be able to uh, buy virtual real estate. And so I bought a plot of land in Decentraland. And then the next day I had buyer's remorse because I saw another plot that I liked better. And so I bought that and decided I would try to sell the first one. And I put it up for sale and it sold for $4,000 more than I paid for it. And I sort of had an eyebrow go up and I said, I wonder if I could do that again. And so I put the other one up for sale and it sold that evening for $3,000 more than I paid for it. And that was the moment where I said, all right, I, I can't just be buying these things for fun. I need to learn about what the heck. All this is, and um, I started doing tremendous amounts of research and reading and talking to people, and um, I got involved in, and of course, Board of Yacht Club and dozens of other generative projects, and learned what it was like to join these communities and really understand the world. And then I really made a decision a couple months ago that as passionate as I was about participating and investing, and while I was doing extremely well financially in this market, uh, my background, I'm a serial entrepreneur. And so I started a software company in 2011 that was acquired by Microsoft. I uh, was chief operating officer of a medical education company that just raised $25 million, and I helped grow it from four to over 100 employees. And so Being a business operator, I said, I think I can do a better job here than what I'm seeing in a variety of other projects. Um, A lot of people that start these projects are um, either folks with a technical background and they understand how to write the contracts or they're artists and they're creating you know, amazing, amazing visual pieces, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to run a business or a company. It uh, doesn't mean that they know how to make those decisions to uh, move it in that direction. So um, I'm really honored and very privileged and blessed to have the opportunity to spend all of my time now running these kinds of projects because I don't really consider it work. It's just a tremendous amount of fun, and um, I really look forward to impacting this um, entire world in the way that we are. And um, I think with the White Sands project, it's really going to be a major step forward in terms of people being able to define what is a metaverse and have it become a reality. And the Hungry Wolves project, I'm extremely proud of because we're really creating legitimate utility and game mechanics behind an NFT collection. And that's something that traditionally uh, hasn't been done particularly well in the space. And I'm really excited that we're at the forefront.
2: Very cool. Uh, just a, a, one quick question here. Uh, do, do you play video games beyond? Of course I do. Yeah. What, do you, have you ever heard of Dead by Daylight?
1: I can't say that I have, but admittedly, I haven't had as much time for games in the last couple of years. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been a little focused otherwise. on
2: other things. And another quick question for you. If, you know, I got a hungry, if I have a hungry wolf and you're throwing me that uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, uh, sheep, um, do you know which one I'm talking about?
1: <laughs> I do. Yeah, what what well, 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 uh, on St. Patrick's Day? You'd have to buy that one on secondary. Notes.
2: Yeah, that that what what does that uh, St. Patrick's Day sheep do for my wolf?
1: Well, you can eat it, yeah. Um, and then there's an amount of dominance that's associated with okay. it. Although uh, we have two collections, uh, one collection is really meant for collectability, okay. Um, and so they're worth very little dominance, and the hope is that people might want to keep it in their wallet. That's actually what that St. Patrick. Oh, because it's just kind of cool and done. different. Okay. Yeah, but th- there's an entire other collection of the sheep that we drop every month to the 6,000 holders that also look cool, but um, they're not quite as unique in regards as you know having a clover in its mouth or otherwise, and uh, those can be worth quite a bit more dominance and are meant to be really used in the Right, you want to the gobble
2: game. them and up so you can become you more of an up, alpha, right?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> these, these little runts are kind of cute, too. Uh, Thank I'm God, just looking like- through there. That's, that's pretty cool. And I, in fact, I had just seen somebody here. Hey, I just minted my first ever NFT. So, uh, that. if you've ever had, uh, a, a a forgetful gamer said that, uh, on Twitter. And I think that's kind of cool is it seems like this is kind of a cheap entry level into this. You can kind of play around, maybe go the runt route. Just so you can kind of see how this works, and put your Ethereum into, uh, uh, you know, using your uh, Ethereum that you may currently have, and and use it to mint an NFT. And it, like I was just looking at somebody here is very excited about it, and they got a cute little run too. Uh, as we're uh, we're definitely going to have you back on, Adam. I I really enjoyed the conversation, and I there's I got a million questions, and I just not enough time. So um so as we wrap up today. Any final thoughts about our conversation? And again, I'll have you back on real soon, and uh, we can continue this discussion. But, you know, as we're wrapping up the Gaines podcast, Adam, uh, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience?
1: No, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me today, and uh, look forward to continuing the conversation on another podcast.
2: And again, those the, the websites, lay them out for us real quick, uh, Adam.
1: So you can go to hungrywolves.com or whitesands.game.
2: All right, and we'll be sure to check those out. Well, we'll have you on again. It was a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk uh, real soon. Any Anything uh, regarding the Hungry Wolves project or White Sands that might be coming out in the next couple of weeks that uh, people who are familiar with this might look forward to it?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so when I mentioned the feature to eat your sheep, that's actually been a hypothetical feature up until this week. And so late this week is when that will actually go live and people will be able to consume them for the very first time and start earning dominance. And so we're very excited about that. Uh, if you buy a hungry wolf this week, we have our monthly drop on Friday, which is the full moon for March. And so if you um, were to put one in your wallet right now, uh, you would need a wolf, not a runt. But uh, if you do purchase a wolf, then uh, you will receive your sheep drop um, for free on Friday. And Whitesands.game, like I said, we just launched. And so our land sale went live in the last 24 hours. It's going extremely well. Are you on PlayStation? Are
2: you on PlayStation? Can I have access through... Uh, you can, can you can
1: access our world on any device that can run Minecraft, and that means you can access it on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, your Oculus headset, your computer, or otherwise. And you're going to be able to access this as well as, by the way, any experience that's built on the other nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine NFT worlds.
2: And again, that's that's a, a cool thing about this is you mentioned the uh, the currencies consistent throughout these worlds and these worlds are interchangeable as far as items in one world can potentially be used in another. And again, what's that called? That platform, this is all taking the kind of
1: NFT worlds and they exist as NFTs in their own right. You could go to OpenSea and search NFT worlds and you can actually purchase these, you know, confined ecosystems that really act as the technology layer underneath what you might go and build And once you own an NFT world, you essentially have licensed the use of this platform so that you can build upon it using the Minecraft engine, connect to the blockchain to make um, software decisions as to what people that are in that world are going to be able to do or otherwise. And um, you can see, of course, a really magnificent example of that when you go to whitesands.game.
2: And we'll be sure to check that out. That's Adam Hollander, founder of Hungry Wolves NFT, the website, hungrywolves.com and founder and creator of White Sands Metaverse. And the website for that is whitesands.game. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I've been told that is podcast gold. And then as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We drop Gaines episodes on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. We will be back on Thursday, and I look forward to seeing you then.
0: A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey.